Welcome to Truth and Grace with John and Mark. In this podcast, we tackle difficult issues related to living, loving, and leading in a broken world. Today, we'll be discussing part one of unmet expectations and how we should respond when God's plan for our life doesn't seem to line up with our plans. So let's dive into today's conversation with our hosts, John and Mark. Welcome back. We're glad you're here. John, always good to be with you. Man, it is good to be with you today, Mark. It is a beautiful time of the year here in Colorado Springs, and I am loving the Colorado life. Yeah, you know, I just went back to Florida for a few days, and uh, I've spent most of my life in America in Florida. And so, man, just walking outside, it was like... (laughs) Lord, I miss Colorado. <laughs> Give me back to that cool weather. No humidity out here. <laughs> yeah, no yeah. humidity. So I don't think I've seen a mosquito since I've lived here. <laughs> so, and I am a happy man. And not a roach. No roach in sight. Yeah. So uh, yeah. it's a happy place. Uh, well, we're always glad to have a conversation today. We're going to deal with a a conversation. We'll talk about a topic that. Whether we've articulated it or not, we've all thought through this. Yes. And that is, how do we respond when God, we pray, and the response God gives, the answer he gives to our prayer is not what we wanted. Mm -hmm. How do we respond to that? You've you've been a pastor for many years. Um, I'm sure you have had to pastor people through this many, many times. Give us some insight into this area. Yeah, I think this this is a one of those um, topics that really can be a make it or break it mm. uh, issue for believers. Um, when you pray and you have in your mind the way that you feel God is going to work a situation out, and then when it doesn't happen the way maybe that you expected. It can be challenging. And for some people, it makes them doubt whether God is there because, uh, you know, I prayed and God didn't answer it. And he, you're telling me he cares and he's all powerful. And yet I find myself in this place not getting the things that I feel like I need in the moment. And so it can be one of those make and break times for believers, mm. how you navigate through when you pray or you ask God to move and the situation doesn't go in the direction that you really wanted it to. Sure. I mean, I know people who use this as their reason for walking away from their faith. Yeah. You know, they were facing a diff- you, oftentimes it's it's related to like a loved one who was very sick. Yeah. You know, I prayed for the, God to heal them. They died. And they, you know, and the enemy gets in their heart and they walk away from the Lord related to stuff like this. Yep. Um, so I, I, we've obviously, you know, you as a pastor, me, you know, for in ministry for many years, we've had to pastor people through these kinds of circumstances. The truth is I've had to pastor myself <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> through circumstances like this, because the truth is I can think of several times in my life where I've prayed and the answer did that I wanted didn't yeah. didn't show up and even harder the answer that I thought God had promised yep didn't show up you know I felt like I had a word from God that this was going to happen and it didn't and then yeah. I'm trying to go is the problem God is the problem me 
<laughs> you know, do I not have an ability to hear from God? Mm. Because then if I doubt my ability to hear from God, then I'm always suspicious in the future. You know, I, I can't hear from God. Yeah. You know, so help me. You're, you're my pastor, Pastor John. <laughs> <laughs> so it's your job to walk me off the cliff. <laughs> well, parishioner Mark. <laughs> no, I think the and, you know, for people that are listening in on the conversation, it's really important to understand that my, you know, both of us are people as believers, that we believe in the miracle working power of God. Yeah, absolutely. We have watched God do extraordinary things. I have seen God open blind eyes. I mean, literally with the man that had a seen eye dog mm-hmm. and God opened his eyes mm-hmm. and he gave the seen eye dog, you know, back to someone, someone that could use the dog. So I've seen God work in exceptional, amazing, miraculous ways. The problem is, is that when we take those situations and then we try to apply it to every single instance in our mm-hmm. life, that's when it becomes a problem. And you and you find people, TV preachers and other people who don't really have to walk through all the situations with people. They sometimes give great promises. Uh, everything's going to work out just the way you want it to. And then when it doesn't, people become disillusioned. And I, I think that the crux of this uh, comes to a place. Do you trust in the goodness of God and the love of God and the power of God even when situations don't work out the way that you particularly wanted them to. And that's that's where even a greater faith can be. Yes, God uses faith, and you see it through the Scriptures where he does incredible miracles. But sometimes it takes greater faith even when you don't see the things trans- transpiring the way that you expected them to. That can take greater faith. And so as people of faith, as you walk through these moments, you have to be able to know that God ultimately has our good in mind, even mm-hmm. when we walk through really challenging and difficult situations sure. that's not turning out the way we expected them to. Yeah. Uh, you've heard me talk about one of my closest friends who is a pastor yeah. in the Middle East uh, who spent time in jail for his faith, very, you know, was was yeah. tortured in jail for his faith. And I, I love he he's still, you know, he's come out of that and he's still he's kind and he's gentle and he's he loves to laugh and you know, we have wonderful times together. But you know, he, he I never forget and he's told me this multiple times. He said, You couldn't give me a million dollars for my time in prison. He said, and you couldn't pay me a million dollars to go back. back. (laughs) (laughs) He's got it right there. (laughs) It says Um, it all. Yeah. yeah, But, you know, what was interesting is, you know, he's told me this story and he felt like God had given him a word Hmm. before about what he was going to do through his ministry before he wound up in prison. And what he never told him was between that promise and the fulfillment, there was going to be prison. Yeah. You know, he thought he was going to go straight from the promise to the fulfillment. And right. it did not look that way. <laughs> you know, to, to look at the, the story of Joseph yep. in the Old Testament, I mean, it's like a exact same story. You know, 17 years in prison. Yeah. You know, and the truth is that, I mean, he has a, he has a vision. He has mm-hmm. a dream. 
You a know, God-given a God-given <laughs> dream. Yes, absolutely. No question. I mean, this wasn't you know one of those ate too much pizza sort of thing. I mean, definitely given from God and reiterated more than once. Yep. You know, he he has this dream from God, and but here again, no understanding that seventeen years were going to be between vision and reality, and no idea that suffering was going to come. And for me, I find incredible comfort and encouragement in the fact that on the day Joseph became king, second in command to Pharaoh in all of Egypt, the day that happened, he woke up as a prisoner. Yep. That day looked like every other day had looked Mm. from the previous years. It didn't look any different, and but God. Amen. And so we talked earlier about, you know, that miracle-working power of God. Yep. But sometimes God doesn't seem to show up in the ways we want him to. We pray, and the person still dies. Sure. We, you know, we pray for the financial provision, and it doesn't seem to come. You know, we pray for the 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 spouse. <laughs> you know, if you're a single guy out there, <laughs> you know, not only am I praying for a wife, I'm praying for that one. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and thank God happen. that we didn't always get that one. Oh right? man, yeah. <laughs> we, yeah. yeah, he who finds a wife finds a good thing. Um, that's assuming it's the right wife. Yeah, uh, yeah. walk us we, through that. Well, you know, another good New Testament character in that is Peter who walks with Jesus for three years and sees miracle after miracle. Like, you know, I think John said that all the books in the world couldn't contain Mm -hmm. the great miracles that he witnessed and saw. And then, you know, Jesus has this great proclamation that there's going to be a new kingdom. And he's excited and he wants to sit at the right hand and, you know, and, and they're excited about the new kingdom to come. The only part that he didn't realize is that in order to come to that kingdom, there had to be a death. Mm. There had to be brokenness. There had to be hardship. And so when he faced that, I mean, here in the midst of, he, he's thinking they're coming into Jerusalem to, you know, take the kingdom. And instead, he's standing in a place of disillusionment mm. because he's watching Jesus be crucified. And in those moments, I mean, the unbelief overwhelmed him. Sure. And he even denies Christ. He curses that he doesn't know Christ mm. and goes through this whole process. Thank God for his mercy and kindness that even in our weak moment moments, he knows how to bring us through and get us to the other side. So eventually Peter, of course, goes through a repentance and a renewal, but things worked out just the opposite. And here's a, a man who believed God, trusted God, had incredible faith, and yet he stands in this place where things aren't working out exactly the way that he wanted. But I think if you ask Peter today, the things, the way that things worked out was much greater than Jesus becoming the king of Jerusalem and him being at the right hand. The way that things worked out, there was an eternal kingdom that Jesus was bringing about that was far more miraculous and powerful than even what he expected. And so in some of those moments, we have to take and we have to gauge what's happening in the moment through the eyes of eternity. And sometimes God is working out a greater glory in the difficult moments than if we were just to get our simple answer. Yeah. You know, I 
I think that's a wonderful way of stating it. You you kind of hit all the points there. Yep. You know, one of the things that I think of as you were unpacking that story were that I don't know if this makes sense, but I, I think about my own life like the gap between met and unmet expectations yep. is where discouragement and despair can take place. Yep. You know, we have this one set of expectations of what's going to happen, and then we have reality. Yep. And in between is where we can really get discouraged. It's where we can get angry. Yep. It's where we can get depressed, frustrated. Um, you told the story of Peter. You know, I love church history. Church history tells us that at the end of Peter's life, Peter is pastoring in Rome, mm-hmm. and persecution breaks out under Nero, and Peter has actually made a decision that he and his wife are going to leave town. And they're on their way out of town, and church history tells us that on his way out of town, Peter meets the resurrected Christ walking into Rome. And he said that they, they have this conversation in which Peter asked him, where are you going, Lord? And he said, I'm going back to pastor the church you are abandoning. Wow. And Peter turns around and goes back into Rome and ends up giving his life for Christ and for his church. And so you talked about eternal perspective. That's eternal perspective. You know, we we live in a world that sometimes promises – I mean, when I say world, I mean like the Christian church world we live Mm in – that sort of promises false expectations, false promises, like a gospel that has no suffering, yeah, that has no pain. Um, that seems to be a little bit in this conversation that we're talking about, that, you know, I wanted God to answer this way. He didn't answer. You know, yeah. maybe he didn't answer at all or he didn't answer the way, you know. And part of that seems like that's just an understanding of that this world's not really our home. Yeah. You know, a story that's really dear to me, uh, not a biblical story. This is a mm-hmm. personal story, but um, you know, you know some of my testimony. I was playing college football and mm-hmm. so forth, and God called me out into ministry, and so uh, so I left what I was doing, and I happened to move into my grandmother's house at the time mm-hmm. uh, in Tennessee, and so uh, so, anyways, I'm ready for great ministry. Well, the you know the, one of the first things that happened is she uh, she found out from the doctors that she had cancer. And so uh, my first ministry opportunity wasn't to go be a great evangelist. It was to sit with my grandmother and just love her and pray with her. And, um, you know, through that time, it was difficult. My my grandmother was not a church person, didn't go to church, a very tough lady. Mm-hmm. I, uh, you know, told the story before, but she cut her hand mm-hmm. and she gave herself five stitches. That is a... <laughs> That's, That's a, a tough, tough lady. <laughs> she had a little shot of whiskey to kill the pain, and uh, I mean, you're you're talking about that's a you know pretty. I'm starting strong to understand woman. you more and more. John. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Probably tells you a little bit of my family tree, uh, but you know, through through this you know year of going through radiation and chemo, I was there praying with her, and we would seek God, and you know, I really wanted to see her healed. Uh, sure. She did go through remission. Uh, wasn't healed of the cancer, but 10 years later, uh, she her life was extended uh, 10, 10 more years, and eventually she died of the cancer. And I always, you know, going through that time, I'm a new believer, I'm like, God, heal her, God, heal her. Sure. Well, God didn't physically heal her. 
But the great work that God did through that time was he really softened her heart. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for those 10 years, man, she would go to church. We would. uh, Now, she loved Elvis Presley. (laughs) And so I listened to a lot of Elvis Presley and Johnny Cash hymns. But she would would listen to hymns and Mm -hmm. she would listen to preaching. And God did a really deep work in her life. So even though things didn't work out exactly the way that I expected, the way that it worked out is God did a deep and eternal work in her life. And you know what? One day I'm going to walk to to heaven and Vicey Hood is going to be there to meet me. (laughs) And although physically she didn't get the astounding miracle healing that I wanted, uh, God did a great healing inside of her heart. Mm. And she trusted God in great ways. And so uh, so I can be on this side of it and be thankful, even though the situation didn't mm. turn out exactly the way that I anticipated. Sure. And the whole time you were telling me that story, one thing is going through my mind is that you ended up pastoring a congregation years later that would grow and be a very significant, large mm-hmm. congregation. But you learned to pastor one person. Yes. You pastored your grandmother through sickness and you walked with her and while God did a work in her life, he also did a work in your life that was formational, you know, that you ended up the character that was formed there and all of those things you put into place years later, you know, in your own ministry. And so it's funny how God worked in her life, but he also worked in yours. We're wrapping up our time today. Any last thoughts on this subject that you'd like to share? No, just uh, just to say to people that may be walking through things, and Mark, I know you've experienced a lot of difficulties. Next, in our part two, we're going to go through some of the situations that you've walked through. But, you know, those discouraging moments, they can be difficult. And yet, you're right. I've, um, I've seen God do powerful miracles in people's lives that you rejoice with. And then the Bible says that sometimes we rejoice with those that we re- that rejoice. But then there's also the moments that we weep with those that weep. And I've also stood at caskets and difficult times where people didn't get uh, the miracle that they thought that they would in the moment. And you have to navigate through that. And how you navigate through those those times can be really important. So I think that, um, you know, maybe just to reflect today and mm-hmm. think, you know, as I walk through the difficult moments in life, let me not get in my mind in in, in some thought out clear way that if God is moving, that it has to work out a certain way. Mm. Let me be big enough to believe that God can work things out in many ways. And sometimes it will be supernatural healing and provision. And sometimes it will be walking through dark places. But God will always get the glory and knowing that he is forming and changing me Mm. to become more and more like Christ. And no matter what the situation, whether I live is for Christ and whether I die, it's gain. And when you get that perspective as you walk through situations like this in life, I'll tell you what, nothing can steal your joy because it's rooted in the love and the power of Christ. John, that's the whole purpose of this podcast, truth and grace. Mm -hmm. Today we've talked about some real truth, not always easy truth. Truth isn't always can't be always sugar-coated. Mm. We may face difficult times, but we always have the grace of God Amen. that's at our disposal to walk through difficult times. Today, if you're going through one of those times where life hasn't turned out exactly like you expected, 
two things we want to leave you with. One, you can pray and believe for God to show up. I am so amazingly awed at the fact that how sometimes when I pray, God just shows up in powerful ways, brings about answers to prayer that I could not have dreamed possible. And, not or, but and sometimes I pray, and the answer doesn't seem there. And yet God still shows up in great power, but the power is manifested not necessarily in my circumstances, but in what he does in my own heart. So today we want to encourage you, believe God, but more than anything, believe God to do a good work in your own heart. So today I want to take this final minute and pray for you that God would reach you wherever you are and meet whatever need you're facing. Father, we thank you for every person that has chosen to give us part of their day-to-day to listen to this podcast. Lord, we ask that you would intervene in their life. Lord, we know enough through our interaction with people in church and our neighbors and people we work with that people carry heavy burdens. People are facing difficult times. Lord, they have struggles with their children, struggles in their marriage, struggles in many, many areas of their life. Lord, we want them to understand they are not alone. Lord, that you are with them, that your spirit is there, that you are the comforter. Lord, and that you stand beside them. Your Holy Spirit came, Lord, to provide us comfort in the midst of our difficulties, as well as, Lord, to work in us and through us and in our circumstances. So, Lord, today we pray for our friends. We ask that you would intervene in their life. Lord, for those who are desperate, Lord, for those today who are feeling in the pits of despair, Lord, we pray that you would show up Lord, in their life, bring them comfort, bring them encouragement, bring them more than anything, your presence and an awareness of your presence in their lives, Lord. We give you praise for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks so much for joining us. We know your time is valuable and we're so thankful you chose to spend it with us. I hope you were as encouraged as I was. Join us next time when we discuss part two of Unmet Expectations in an effort to help you live, love, and lead in a broken world.